Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There Yet? The family podcast for adults and people who beat their kids at games. It's my This is my parenting tip, okay? And I think I've said this on the show before, but I want to I want to spell it out. Never let your kids beat you at a game. If they legitimately beat you, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But then you should, are you supposed to pretend like you let them win, so they always think you have the upper hand no matter what? No, no, no. Children need to understand that you're when you play a game, there is a winner and there is a loser. And if you don't like being the loser, get better. Well, that's true. Nothing more motivating. Although I have to admit, when I was growing up, I was like the biggest sore loser in the family. When you were growing up? I was up, the one playing Monopoly, getting too far behind, <laughs> and wipes out the whole board with a sweep of the arm. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me that you're a giant bitch when it comes to playing stupid games? People could always see it coming, and yet they continue to play, so... Well, I can see it coming even when we're playing games now. Like, uh, Kim's getting the luck. <laughs> and you always act like you're like, people are ganging up on me. No, you're just. You do. Uh, I don't. Everybody wants to see the mom take a fall. Who who gets ganged up on more than anybody well, in this that's house? that's true. It does now. Just because they're all loving on mom lately. Lately? Just For the past 18 years? That's why you're not allowed to go with me to the Apple store tomorrow, by the way. Why? Because I need thing one to feel like this is just a bonding moment. This is just a dad okay, thing. Okay, well, that's good for you. So she'll appreciate it. She won't. How, how much betching do you think she's going to do? Immediately afterwards. Immediately afterwards? I don't know. How we'll many see. hours between the time? Right, are you going to save that for another show or are you going to talk about it tonight? Yeah, we'll, we'll save it. Okay, then shut I'm, up. I'm going to record her. Did I tell you that? No. I'm going to record she'll her love and, that. and play it on the show. She's not going to know. I'm going to tell her. Secret. All right, if they want to call us, where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email? show at gmail.com. Did you Does, say the episode number? Uh, you know what? I'm just, it helps me. This is why course. some couples, they do podcasts and they end up splitting up. Just let me do the show the way we all, I do it. And you just hang in there. This is episode number 575, doctoring. Somebody's going to get doctored in this house. Why, why are you making that face? <laughs> I wasn't really yelling at you. It's a long weekend. I'm trying to be somewhat nice. Thanks, Amazon, for being my sponsor. You kick ass. Thank you for uh, your baby can read. Also very kick ass. Some of you motherfuckers not yelling at better be clicking the link. Go to my site over there at podcast.com. Click the link. Seriously. Getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Help a brother out. <laughs> anyway, so the other night I'm coming home from school and uh, I call you because I always call to check and see if you need anything when I'm on the way home because you never know. Sometimes you guys do. Usually you don't. Mm. But there have been times I knew thing uh, three was not feeling good and I thought, well, maybe she'll need cough medicine or some bullshit like that. Whatever. Right. And I call and thing two goes, nah, they're at the doctor. Mm-hmm. Now, this is 830 at night. Yeah. I had to clarify that you were not in the fucking emergency room. Yeah. It sucked. I had like the worst week. I mean, the total worst freaking week. <laughs> That's kind of shitty. So, of course, you know, people can't not be sick ever. And when there's relatives coming or if there's some big event coming, yeah, somebody's sure to get sick. 
Well, and you had so much to do this week, and so many I people fucked with it. We're, next episode, we're going to talk about how Thing One fucked with your week, mm-hmm. and because Thing One ate a whole day all by herself. I know. And then Thing Two or Thing Three pretty much ate the whole day next day by herself. Yeah. So you guys went to the doctor at like four thirty. No, it wasn't. It was oh, seven. Oh, seven. Oh, I thought yeah. it was earlier than that. It's because Thing Two told you we we were there at six thirty. Uh, no, th- that's right. Thing Two told me he left at like three in the afternoon. Yeah. Like, no, in her mind, maybe. In reality, no, it was more like seven. Okay. After hours clinic time. So you had thing Kids one. got a fever. Had thing one bring you. Because mm-hmm. thing three was coughing, right? That was coughing and fever, and she wouldn't stop coughing. She was coughing. nonstop coughing. Like every 10 seconds, annoying coughing. And then every once in a while, a nice racking cough, choking, gagging kind of thing. It's a little worrisome, especially when they start spiking a fever. I, all of you guys, all three of the women in this house, though, as soon as you start coughing, you start gagging. One good cough is enough for you guys to go. You guys go like this. <laughs> like that. That's what it sounds like every time you guys start coughing. Well, I had kept her home from school thinking, you know, if she got some rest, I got some liquids in her, if she was just chill for a while, that it would be okay. But no, as the day progressed, she just got worse. And then once the fever hit, then I knew, you know, it's not going to get better from here. Well, I didn't want to say it, but it sounds a little swinish. Well, she seems a little swinish. Yeah, I don't know. This is a lot like swine was like the coffin, then the fever, then the not one. Yeah. Because she's doing the same thing they were doing when they had swine flu, where they just don't want to wake up. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, she is probably the easiest kid to wake up out of yeah. the three of them. I just say her name and barely touch her, and she's out of bed in the morning. Now, we're not going to pretend like she's nice about it. She's super fucking bitchy about it. Well, yeah. But she does she get right up. up. Yeah. But yeah, I go to wake her up and I had to shake her. I had to roll her, say her name several times and just generally be irritating before she even started to open her eyes. And that scares me a little bit. And so took her in and thing one is just PO'd beyond the max. I'm like, what is your problem? You're not sick. Nobody's doing anything to you. (laughs) She's upset. Because she thinks that I baby them all too much, including her, that I baby them all too much. And then I will take them to the doctor in the blink of an eye for nothing. And I'm like, no, when your kid has a cough like that and there's other signs like the lethargy and the fever, that it's time to take it seriously. He goes, well, when I have kids, I'm never taking them to the doctor. They're just going to have to learn to deal. And I was like, well, then I hope your kids survive. (laughs) Well, we tried to explain to her before that the reason why we take our kids to the doctor regularly is because both of us growing up did not go to the doctor with any regularity. Even when things were wrong, people just said, no, you're not going to the doctor. So my arm is hanging kind of funny. No, I have an actual impalement. No, my eye is out of my face. No. I know. So I I don't know. I'm like, really? Because, you know, I'm pretty sure if I was as strict as my mom was about taking me to the doctor, (laughs) I'd hear about that, too. Well, that's the thing. She has no room to talk about people being babied. She goes to the fucking doctor all the time. And most of the time she's going, I have to go. You know what I'm saying? I know. The thing is, is that she had a cough a couple weeks ago. Thing two had a cough a couple weeks ago. But the difference is, I know. I was like, no, I know my kids. And when you have kids, you'll know your kids too. And then you can make that decision. Well, and she was all pissed off because you, uh, this is the thing I don't understand. If I take you to the after hours clinic, I don't stay because what's the point? I'm just going to get mad. Well, it was full when we got there, too. Right. So I knew, you know knew it's it going to be a while. Well. Of course, when we got out, we were the last ones out. I mean, it's like the 
last people in the whole building. There's like five stories. It's a little spooky to be the last person out of the building. I don't like that. Yeah, but that's the thing. She should not have been bitching about having to be there. It, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying it, it really doesn't matter. I don't, I don't care if she, why did she stay? She I, said because she didn't think it was going to take that long. But it was clear. But it did. It was clear that it, it was going to take a couple hours. Yeah. And then there was going to be other stuff. And then we had to go get medicine. Fuck. And then. They didn't have the, the medicine where you went, The first pharmacy right? we went to. Yeah. yeah and we're, pushing, we're talking bullshit. it's 930. The pharmacies close at 10 unless you go to the 24-hour one, which the prescription was not at. But I don't know why they didn't just send it to that one. Well, I asked them to, but then thing one piped up and was like, no, this other one's closer to our house, so we'll just do it at that one. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Did she know where it was? Yeah. Really? She knew where the other one was? Yes. But how come I got a call for directions? No, 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 no. Because the first one was the one by our house, and they didn't have it once we got there. They started to fill it, and then they called us back. So then they called over to a different one because they had it oh i see so we had to go out of our way oh no's we're getting lost everybody's driving all over the fucking place yes and we get there and we had to wait about a half an hour for it i mean the, the store was pretty much closing of course and so fine we get the stuff we're coming home i tell thing one to take the straight shot because i know where, where this road comes out and we can pretty much take a straight shot there and then and then just turn up to the road yeah. behind our house. You totally can. Right. I know exactly where it is. It's yes. 10 minutes from the house. Max. So I told her to do such. And she's going along. And at the end of this road, now granted, it doesn't look like a main major road to turn on. Because it's not. It's like this podunk little right. tiny road. It's a residential area, kind yes. of. Nothing is major over there. And so I tell her, you know, I think you're going to have to turn right up here. So what does she do? She cruises right past it. And I go, I'm pretty sure that's where you had to turn. Nuh-uh. I know what I'm doing. I know yes. how to drive. So she's like, okay, well, well, we'll just turn around up here. So we're going up ahead. And now we're starting to head into, like, rural areas. Of course. It's looking a little more deserted. Your choices for turning around are getting few and far between. Here's the thing. In Dallas, if you drive through any neighborhood for long enough, Eventually, you're going to come out the other side of it. And when you come out the other side of it, it's going to be industrial. And you're not going to want to be there late at night. Right. There's going to be warehouses and packing plants and meat factories and, and shit. You just don't really want to be hanging around at it 10 o'clock at night. Right. So finally, we come up on a house and it had a huge like turnaround driveway. And I was like, just turn in here. And she started to flip out. Yeah. Because it was so dark. The lights were out at the house oh my god mom no that's too creepy i'm not turning around there i was like fine okay <laughs> let's hit fucking, the next place you're in a fucking car i know i was like what is gonna happen to you she was like getting in total panic and that's what mode. i'm saying does do you not sometimes wonder if we should take her keys away because she does have moments like that when she's driving where she begins to panic about ridiculous she shit she was totally panicking yes of course i was no help because i was busting a gut laughing I thought it was high hilarious because it was ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely it's, ridiculous. It's the dumbest fucking thing. It really is just the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, so, so fine. So, so finally we get to a point where she's going to have to make a U-turn in the road. And so she did. And then she hightailed it home. I was like, you are the biggest freaking dork. And then she wouldn't even take the road straight behind our house. She insisted on no. going on the next major road Which is so and then going home. She's so so dumb. it was all nice and well lit. And if some scary oh person God. decided to hop out of our trunk or something, 
I don't know what she was thinking. I, then we'd be, you know, surrounded by plenty of folk who would stare and laugh at us and take pictures on their cell phones instead of helping. I had this discussion with her before. I said, you do realize in most places, it's not bright as day, 24 hours a day. If you, because she was telling us the other day she wants to move out to the country. If you move out to the country, most of the roads are pitch fucking black. Like where we grew up. I know. If you were driving to your friend's house at night, it was going to be dark. There's not going to be streetlights all the way out into the middle of fucking nowhere. Dumbass. She was also pitching a total fucking fit because, and this just blows me away. We, we talked about the fact we had to buy the little kids a new TV, right? Right. It's not super fucking fancy. Okay. It's, it's not. It's a 22 inch TV. It's not anything to write fucking home about. It is high definition. Cause you know why? I don't have a fucking choice. It's, it's not like I get to pick whether or not my TV is high definition. Oh, it just is. So she's pitching a total fucking fit about that, too. And I was like, I told her, I was like, you do realize your, your graduation's coming. And you're, you're probably going to get something then. Yeah, I thought you used to be zipping it. Zip. Fucking ridiculous. I wish that she knew how to read, too. Yeah, I know. It's really getting on my nerves. She's 18 years how old. did she make it into the top 10% without knowing how to read? Well, it's, pretty, it's, it's listen, maybe your daughter's not as pretty as mine, so she's going to need to know how to read. And if you do want to teach your kid how to read, I suggest you start early, about six months old. And if you want to do that, then you need to go get yourself a uh, free gift from Your Baby Can Read by first going to my website, arewetheryetpodcast.com. Click the banner. They'll take you there, fill out some stuff. They'll send you some stuff. You'll spend some money. They'll get some money. Everybody will be happy. And bonus, your kid can read. You won't have stupid people in your house because your kid will be able to read. I think that's, I've said enough. Maybe you could put your kid in the high chair every morning while you're eating breakfast and he can read you the classified ads. Maybe if you live in Somalia or whatever, instead of giving your kid, uh, yeah, you know what? That would be nice. If you could teach your kid to read when they're a little like that, you mm-hmm. could park them places and have them read you shit. Mm-hmm. Like, could you read me the directions for this while I'm working on this? That'd be nice. Read me this book. I don't, I'm not going to get an audio book. I've got a little baby and having a little baby read me Stephen King would be fucking awesome. Don't you think that would be great? It would. Have him read you a Sex in the City book. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I would record that and put it on YouTube. Like your baby smoking? No. We'll talk about that in a future episode, but you don't don't let your baby smoke, you douche. <laughs> he gets mad if he doesn't have a cigarette. Guess what? Kids get mad about a lot of shit. Uh, so you had a little trip to the doctor yourself. I did. I'm pretty nervous about this one. Shut up. Well, I have some, I have a vested interest in this one. Oh, shut up. Okay, so I went for my three-month checkup. Big fun. Uh, I think we talked about it in the last show where he was talking about me being in a donut eating contest. And the subject of my father came up. And how did that I had happen? told because him that before. I'm kind of curious how that happened because you don't normally broach that kind of thing. I didn't. He asked me. I don't even remember. He asked me something, and so I answered and let him know that my dad had colon cancer. I don't remember if he was in a, even a direct question about cancer, per se. But uh, anyway, it's like the first time I told him that, even though we discussed it before, and I had it marked on my history when you first go see someone. So there's a history of asking. Yes. Okay. Clearly, he didn't read it, or it didn't sit with him or something i don't really know well he tackles one thing at a, at a time you were a giant pig so you had to work on that he got that fixed <laughs> i guess i don't know so 
Yeah, so then he suddenly decides that now would be a good time for me to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> okay. Now, I can only laugh because I had one of these before, and I was I was a kid when it happened to me, so it was super traumatic. Yeah, that's real great. So, you know, he's saying, let's do this sooner rather than later, and he gives <laughs> me the name of a gastroenterologist that works in the same building. Okay, fine. Thank you. I will take that information into consideration. I'll, I'll figure out when I'm going to make my exactly. appointment. And then? And then... Uh, <laughs> About an hour after I got home, I get a phone call. It's from the gastroenterologist's <laughs> office. You want to make sure you were going to do it. Setting up an appointment for me. How oh. about tomorrow? How about no? Why didn't you just do it tomorrow? No. <laughs> I needed time to mentally prepare. It's just going to be a little butt. Shut up. They're just going to put a little tube in your butt. I needed time to prepare. I, I, no. Not to mention the fact that you had started working from the office this week. And so in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to have time to myself this week. Woot! I'm going to have time to be <laughs> totally productive. And, you know, I have a, a freaking doctor's appointment and uh, another doctor's appointment that I end up taking thing three to the doctor, amongst other things. Mm -hmm. So it pretty much worked out where Kim had a zero <laughs> time. That's why I would have gone ahead and just done it. If it looked like my week was shaping up, like your week had been shaping up, like, fine, probe my ass. No, I, well. I really needed time to medically proper. I've got too much other stuff going on right now. I'm like, no, I think I really need to get the kids out of school, get things settled and stuff first, and then I will worry about having the stupid colonoscopy. My next appointment with my regular doctor isn't for three months. Mm -hmm. So anytime between now and the three months. <laughs> he said sooner. But I did schedule it for the 14th. Well, that's so y'all be thinking about me on the fourteenth. Now let me just. And I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna inspect. I'm gonna take my little black light <laughs> when I go in there. Shine it around. Go. Hey, I'm checking I, out that damn equipment. Did I see, he sterilize this in between pages because I've read horror stories. I already see poop particles in here. I'm not. This is not Boo. good for me. Well, let me ask you a question. Katie Cork showed everybody her butthole. Are you gonna show everybody your butthole? You gonna get a tape and we'll put it online? No, please. I don't think so. Can I come in and and make sure they're doing everything right? Head out. Well, I liked how supportive you were. It was like, oh, man, I had one of those when I was a kid. And it was really bad. It Thanks. Wasn't, no, Thanks I was for sharing. Try, I was trying to explain to you. The problem, when I had mine done, A, I was a 12-year-old boy, and that kind of sucked. But B, the other the issue that I had, and I don't know if they still do it that way, is they blew like a whole tanker truck full of fucking air up inside me. So, fine, I, I realize you got to look around. You need some viewing room. That's fine. But I, I I was farting like for weeks. Okay, so sleep on the couch. Well, it wasn't like there were real farts. It was just air that they blew up into me. Okay, well, does that mean that if I get that procedure done, can I take 161 paid days off after having it done? Kim, every day is a day off for a wife. Oh, my <laughs> God. You totally did not just say that. Well, here's my question. Do you want me to warm me up? We'll have a little butt sex before so you know what it's going to be like. No. <laughs> Unless you're saying that the tube size that they use is comparable. The tube size is, is Just... actually smaller than my penis. So you'll, you should be able to handle things all right. That's all I'm saying. You should be able to accommodate. You're going to be all right. It's really, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. You say that now I after don't, you've I been. Don't, I don't. I know it's it because after the last time you started to say something horrendous, 
I cut you off with the evil, shut the hell up. <laughs> I haven't had this done yet. How about we knock off the colonoscopy jokes until after it's done? Well, I, like I said, I'm sure you're going to be fine. I'm sure it's all going to work out. I wouldn't worry about it. That's all. And then you only have to get one every six months, right? <laughs> I think it's every two years. No, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Once every two years, put it on your calendar. I'll put it in my to-do book. I, I think that you should have yours done as well. Nope. Yeah, see? I'm going to laugh at your ass the next time that you have to do something. Totally. Totally going to laugh at it. You know, but I'm a little bit irritated because, you know, what if what if something shows up now that will give me extra ammunition to just hate on my dad even more? Thanks, douche. That's the only thing you could give me was something cancerous. <laughs> Appreciate it. You're not very The one nice. legacy. You're not very nice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're not really nice. chat my ass. You're going to you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. I promise you, you're going to be all right. And I'll get mine done someday. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll just suggest to the doctor next time I go that maybe you should. <sighs> you can suggest. Then he can call it and schedule it for you. Well, you, you can. I'm not going to go. I mean, I'm, that's, that's how it works. When, I get, when I'm your age, I'll consider it. Okay? You didn't get yours before you're 45. I'm not starting mine at 40. Mm-hmm. And I don't have ass cancer in my family, so there you go. You know what I mean? There was a polyps issue, but they found out that was not hereditary. That was because life was hard. Polyps just happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that nothing happens with the magic gas. Tell them they can mess with the whole. Exactly. I'm, I'm taking out a million-dollar insurance policy <laughs> on it. Can I do that? I'm sure you could insure your ass. I'm going to look into that. You should. Tell them it's how you earn your keep. The story comes to us from Georgia Girl. Thank you. So raise your hand if you spent the past week obsessing over what was purgatory, what was real life, for the past six years on Lost. No doubt for many of you, a big part of the understanding has included an interpretation of the series' final scenes of plane wreckage strewn across an empty beach, nothing but the white noise of crashing waves cutting through the deadly silence. Well, turns out that ABC just threw those final scenes in there as a visual aid, and they didn't actually have anything to do with the show's plot. Not Nice. ABC told the LA Times that the network and not executive producers Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cues added these shots to the beach simply to soften the transition from the emotional ending of the series finale to the 11 p.m. news and didn't realize that viewers who have been obsessing over every detail of every scene of every episode might have considered the series' final images as having some meaning. Now, this to me... Is really one of the giant, the, and I, I don't even care about the lost thing anymore. I'm really over it. But ABC, everybody at ABC should have their fucking heads examined. This is the biggest show that ABC has ever had ever in the history of ever. Possibly the biggest ending of any series they're ever going to fucking have. They will never have another event like this, right? Ratings or not, it's a legendary show. No matter how right. much it pissed me off, it did change TV. Fine. Lost always ends the same way. They show the lost title and then it fades to black, right? It goes right. black. Fine. When it goes and it goes to black and then you show me the plane on the beach. I assume everybody fucking died when the plane crashed. Yes. Now, <laughs> if you're ABC and you don't realize that people are picking the show apart, they're freezing shit. They're analyzing it. They're sending it off to special labs to be processed so they can see in high definition every particle of the fucking smoke monster. You are an idiot. 
It's just further proof that network executives don't understand anything about the, the shows they put on the air. They don't get it. They don't understand what makes them popular. They don't understand it all. I mean, did they not know? They had to have known. Then why do it? There's a thousand other ways they could have done this. They could have had a little thing where they show the cast of Lost going, hey, thanks for watching Lost. We hope you guys enjoyed the past six years. Sorry we fucked you in the ass. Let me pull my fist out of your butthole. My bad. You know what I mean? And you really think your viewers are so fucking sensitive that they're going to need some kind of visual break? Well, some people were very emotionally invested in it. I, for one, was not. I understand. In fact, I was so jaded before I even watched the end of it. (laughs) I was like, I don't even care what happens. Well, especially since the beginning of the season, the tagline for every episode was, all your questions will be answered. And by midway through, they're like, we're just making some shit up. Sorry, we'll see you later. (laughs) But It's kind of like our empty promises, right? I don't make empty promises. (laughs) Fuck you. We promise a lot. Uh, okay, let me put it this way. If I make a promise on the show, the show is free to everyone involved. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's true. I, I understand you may get irked because I said I'm going to do something and I don't do it, but guess what? I'm a busy guy. If, if this was my actual job and I was making millions of fucking dollars every week, yeah, I'd put a little, I'd do things a little differently. You know what I mean? I understand. And Bartholomus has said it. I've never left him unsatisfied. That's what the girls say, Bartholomus. Oh, brother, cut it out. Anyway, I just thought everybody should know. Uh, yeah, that last bit of shit that seemingly changed the entire meaning of the episode. Don't worry about it. Just imagine. Well, how about, happen. you know, TV producers take a little more care in how they end a series? How about that? Yeah. I mean, don't just add things as an afterthought. Well, maybe if you're a network, you just leave shit alone. You know what I'm saying? People deliver something to you, you just stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys know what they're doing. Uh, admittedly, I don't think they did, but some people were happy with it. But you know what? It's not your job to think you're going to add some shit. Douche. Next story. I like this next story because I think it's how things should be handled. This story came to us from Cole. Thanks, Cole. Watch out who you kill in the virtual world. It may inspire someone to attack you in the real one. That's what happened to one Frenchman who was stabbed and nearly killed by a fellow Counter-Strike player, according to London's Telegraph. Julian Barrow reportedly spent six months looking for the person who killed his online character in a virtual knife fight and eventually found the foe living only a few miles away in Cambrai, a town about two hours north of Paris. The 20-year-old, armed with a real-life kitchen knife, went to the man's house and brutally stabbed him in the chest. The victim, identified only as Mikhail, survived the assault after the blade missed his heart by less than an inch. Now, there's a couple things about the story that kind of puzzle me. One, who the fuck is still playing Counter-Strike? That kind of blows me away. Counter-Strike is ancient. It's one of the few online video games I never really got into, and it's from the fucking dawn of online video games. Well, maybe they're in the Podunk, middle of nowhere. They're from maybe fucking they're France. People. No, 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 no. I don't think so. They made it sound like this is a big fucking deal. And here's the other thing. If it's a shooting game and you start knifing people, that's a dick move. Nobody likes that. You kind of deserve whatever happens after that, Mikhail, you dick. Yeah, I know, I seriously, know. you don't take your character so seriously. Oh, I do. Oh, Shut I do. up. You do not. Yeah, if I'm playing Halo and somebody teabags me, I'm going to their house. I want to punch them in the fucking dick. Cut it out. That's, I can't even imagine being so obsessed about something, though, that you would spend that much time looking yeah. for something and then jeopardize your own <laughs> livelihood over I, a virtual character. I... It's insanity. I mean, he has right. to be insane. Yeah. Well, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's no secret that I love my video games. I love them the way you love your children. 
I love them the way some men love their wives. I love video games. When bad shit happens to me when I'm playing a video game, I ne- my first thought is never to go to somebody's house and kill them. You might say it. I, I get mad. No, no, I don't. I never throw. No. Online, I never say I'm going to come to your house and kill you. Never. Because shit like this does happen. Well, wouldn't that get you banned? Theoretically. But I, I hear people threaten each other all the time. I'm not going to do it because this is what happens. It only takes one crazy dude to make your life exactly. hard. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, honestly, I think if they find out that you are the successful games, just take your computer away. Just take it away. Sorry, you don't need this. You can't handle it. Well, it unfortunately, it's stories like this that give fuel to mothers of teen boys all across the world. Well, that and every YouTube video of, of people being douches online. Every overzealous yeah. priest. <laughs> you know? I think ga- video games in general are evil. I, I, I just, it's like anything else, though. People are stupid. You know what I'm saying? There's always going to be some. There's going to be something that some dude is going to obsess about, and he's going to freak out about it. It's, if it wasn't video games, it's something else. You know? Well, that's true. Back in the day, and I'm talking way back in the day, when the only way to communicate was by mail. You know I'm talking about that <laughs> that long ago when you had to actually yeah. fucking send letters. Mm-hmm. When I remember. Mattered. I remember reading magazines, gaming magazines, different things like that where people had the equivalent of internet flame wars in the magazine, and they would say shit like, I can't believe you're so stupid. I hate you. I hope you die. And they'd have to wait six weeks yeah, for right. a response. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there are people, there are always people. <laughs> Is it really worth it? You're going right. to hold a grudge that long? Exactly. And when I was a kid, they were like, send us letters. Well, I'm not sending you letters. I might be 35 by the time it gets fucking published. <laughs> exactly. But there are people that were that obsessed about stupid shit that they well, would act true. that way. It's it's fucking stupid. Now, honestly, when I think back to the time like that, I can't believe anything ever got accomplished ever, to be honest. I know. Where are <laughs> we going that we were saying? Would you even come out here? Would you bother coming out all this way if it was only a dirt trail or gravel roads? Because well, it had to have been at some point. And the answer was no. Right. Nothing could be <laughs> worth that. Right. It's when we were going to barbecue. The place was like an hour away or a half an hour away by highway. But we were talking about it because they were doing a lot of construction. I was like, who even came out here before there was a highway out here? It's It, it would have taken kind of forever. Silly. Silly. Ready for my last story? Yeah, I hope so. This came to us from Georgia Girl as well. Thanks. And she's all over it. I yeah. think she's flirting with me through her stories. Yeah, a ton of news stories. And you did say that too. Cole sent us the knife. I did. Story. Okay, I'm just making sure. I, I want to make sure everybody time. gets credit. I got yeah. yelled at. What was that noise? I don't know. Was your vagina squeaking closed? That was weird. Okay. After hours of contentious public comment, a New York City community board voted late last Tuesday to support a plan to build a mosque and cultural center near Ground Zero. It's a seed of peace, board member Rob Townley said. We believe that this is a significant step in the Muslim community to counteract the hate and fanaticism in the minority of the community. The vote was 29 to 1 in favor of the plan with 10 absent abstentions. The move by the Manhattan Community Board won, while not necessarily for the building's owners to move forward with the project, is seen as key to obtaining resident support. 
How about no? This is what I have to say to everybody who's behind this. Bam! Feel my pimp hand. Also, this is Sparta! No. No. A thousand times fucking no. No. I understand what you're saying. Trust me. I get it. I, I totally get it. You think, people of New York, that you're going to put a mosque at Ground Zero, the site of the greatest tragedy Really, the greatest tragedy in American history since the Civil War, I'm going to say. You think? Maybe not greater than Pearl Harbor. I'll give you Pearl Harbor. The greatest tragedy in New York ever. Okay? It's only been 10 years. There are people who walk by that hole in the ground every day, and all they can think is, I can't believe this fucking happened. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you're going to put a symbol of the culture that's responsible for it. Now, whether you, you're going to tell me it's, it's some kind of tiny fucking minority. If it's such a tiny fucking minority, why do we have to fight them all across the goddamn globe? Why is it that every rock we turn over has some crazy fucking jihadist hopping out with a handful of fucking TNT and a machine gun? Well, and then, you know, I say, I'm talking, why do you have to cater to them then? It, this is exactly my point. Guess who fucking won? They drove a plane into a building, burned it to the fucking ground, killed thousands of people. And you go, hey, guess what? We, you're right. We need to put a mosque here. That's much better than what we had before. Thanks. You know, I think it's like the greatest disrespect to those who gave their life there. Well, my understanding is there were an, an epic ass ton of people at this meeting, and they all said, this is bullshit. Do not do it. And they did it anyway. Yes. And it's because... Maybe they were being threatened. I, it, there could be any reason, but this is what I don't understand. Why are all the leaders, and I mean all the leaders of our country, bowing down to every other fucking government that pops up with some kind of fucking problem? We need, I, I understand that everybody hates the olden times. You hate it, but that's what we need to go back to. You need to go back to the time where if somebody gave the United States a little shove, we knocked your fucking head off. We didn't even blink. We're like, nah, you're fucking with the wrong dude today. We're a bunch of pussies now. Maybe we need more photo ops with Siberian tigers. <laughs> I will wrestle a tiger and show you what a real leader is like, Mr. Obama. Exactly. I am a virile man. I wrestle tiger. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I just, I don't have any respect for anybody that would do this. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying you can't have mosques. I'm saying putting one here, putting one at ground zero, the site of the greatest Muslim aggression against the United States is insanity. It's insanity. And I really don't think you realize the repercussions of what you're doing or how very angry the people of New York are going to be. So if they want to call us, where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. And if you want to call me and argue this, call me, we'll do it on the fucking show. i got plenty of places you can call and we can talk about this as a show. I will run you around in circles, make you look fucking idiotic. There's no way you can justify this. Try, try whatever you want. You're wrong. Nice. Email. show at gmail.com. Thanks, Amazon, for being my sponsor. Also, thank you, Your Baby Can Read, for being my sponsor. And seriously, guys, please click the link. I don't need the abuse. Uh, don't forget you can juice blu-ray.com vote for some podcast alley.com leave us a review on itunes tell your neighbors tell your friends you know and if you're you know you're having some relations with somebody and they go wow that's Knock pretty cool off. that was a nice trick you just pulled go yeah i know i learned that on are we there yet want to see my dwarf fisting technique i'm quit yeah you never know what you're doing right <laughs> all right Ken. we're not there yet hi this is thing one thanks for listening to my parents podcast why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? 
And I'm Thing Too. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing 3 signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet. Vote for us at podcastelly.com.